Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, May 11, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, it's pretty simple. We have a continuation of the same thing. We have another new low. Now, the title of last night's video was Looking for a Low. They haven't found the low just yet. So let's go over what we're actually looking for. Then we'll circle back to do the assessment on the daily chart, which is all part and parcel to the same thing. We'll look at the weekly chart, and then we're going to take a look once again at where I'm looking for this supposed low that they should be putting in. Now, make no mistake about it. I'm looking for a tradable bottom, a tradable low, not a long-lasting low, but something that will give us a bounce, let us make some dough on the upside in some swing trades. It's a take-your-money-and-run type of scenario. Let's discuss the concept of what I'm looking for. So I'm not looking for a market that flutters around, tries to rally during the day, and then trades away or down in the afternoon, closing near the lows, that's not a good low, at least in my opinion. So what I'm looking for is, I'm looking for one of those flush down openings where they scare the bejesus out of everybody, the weak hands sell into the market, they start to reverse the tape, you look back in an hour or an hour and a half and you see some kind of a tail low, reversal candle, something like that. That's what we're looking for. Gives us something to trade against, and more importantly, if that happens to take place at an important spot, an important number, then all the better, it gives us more confidence that the whole concept is going to play out to the schematic that we're laying out. Where is that place? Here's the weekly chart. We talked about it last night. We talked about it in the video before. 385.75, we'll just call it for rounding purposes, 386 to 381 and a quarter, we'll call it 381. 386 to 381, it's a wide margin, it's a 50 point S&P handle range, but that's the type of tape we're in. And by the way, we're still going to go to 365, whether we do it on this run or not, I suspect this is a good place for some kind of tradable bounce, 385, 386 to 381, 382. If they start cutting through that like a hot knife through butter, we have to think that 365, give or take, will be immediately on the table. I would write these numbers down, put them on a sticky note, and if we get there sooner than later, it really begins to look like that was the magnetic spot. So we'll see what happens let's call it over the next few trading sessions. It's time for a little inside the numbers. Now before we go through the commentary and then we'll circle back to stocks on the move, just a broad comment and you'll see how this plays out, you'll see how this works as we go through the day's activity. Sometimes you have to know when to fold them. What that means is if you have a blockbuster morning, you have to treat it as a business, you have to understand that the purpose for the market and the purpose for making day trades in the market is to make money. 
What you don't want to do is hang around and give it back. It's like hanging around the blackjack table. You're bound to give it back. So keep that in mind as we go through the commentary today, and it will make sense a little bit later. Early in the morning at zero dark 30, we're waking up with green on the screen. She's trying to bounce again. Today is the CPI number, which is like a sub-Kabuki theater type situation. It's like a Kabuki theater light. But as we discussed, it's an excuse to move the tape a lot. And they did move the tape a lot, getting right down to the numbers. So on the upside, we're always looking at that same 405. They really would like to capture, meaning the Bulls, SPY 405. It was a former low. Giving up the low on daily closes is a bearish signal. Recapturing it can be a bullish signal and create somewhat of a short squeeze. So 405 is very important. The more they trade away from it, the less important it becomes. But this morning, it was certainly still on the table. So down south, if they were going to fail, we had 402.50. That's an important spot. Below that opens the door for around 400. Below that opens the door for 398.50. Those numbers should sound familiar. And you'll notice, sometimes we have the same numbers that come up over and over again, day after day after day. And sometimes they're a one-hit wonder and then they disappear. Why is that? That's a secret. It's not a secret. I'm just tongue-in-cheeking that one. It's really just luck of the draw. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. I just go with what numbers jump off the page. I go with what numbers come out of the calculator. If it's the same, it's the same. If it's not, it's not. Just to boil it down a little bit, when they're the same, that means the market is trading around a range. They're not going anywhere. Or in this case, a lot of the time, they're trying to get over resistance and they keep failing. Here's a five-minute chart. Right at the vertical is today's activity. Let's get our faculties, and then I think you're going to like what you see in the notes. 398.50 is the bottom line. That's important. That's going to come up right away. Write that one down. 450 is going to come up later on. And you can see here that that is the essential middle of the road today, at least in the morning session. And 402.50 is the resistance or the important number on the top side or the northbound lane. Now, with that in mind, let's see what happens as the day gets underway. So first of all, they had the Kabuki CPI release at 8.30. So here they go. They killed the goose. First, they were goosing the market higher. Then they killed the goose. It was the excuse for the hard sell. It was going to move either way. They chose to drop them, so be it. Yesterday's low will be important. You get below yesterday's low, it opens the door for other stuff. I don't believe we got to the ultimate other stuff today, but certainly they were below yesterday's low. Numbers along the way, but we're focused on what would actually be the target for the bears. So we're trying to pick out a big-time number. From an intraday perspective, in the heat of the moment, there are other numbers, of course, but this is from a big-picture perspective at zero dark 30. The other stuff you can read on your own. Remember, they haven't put in a good low just yet. Okay, fair enough. Now, 9.15. Now, the market's kind of where it is in the pre-market. We have an idea of where it's going to open. I know what the important number is. Remember 398.50 from yesterday. It was support and produced a trade. Today, we're looking in the mirror. The same exact 398.50 is still important, 
But now, since price is below, it's what? You got it. It's resistance. Getting above and closing candles above produces the beginning of a rescue operation. However, staying below keeps the door open for yesterday's lows and lower. We don't know that they'll get all the way down there, but it keeps the door open for sure. All right, fair enough. Now, 923. I'm saying 398.50 is our pivot. They're trying to get there before the open. Funny how that works. Now, by 925, in order to answer the question before it comes in, I know what you're thinking. Can you short 398.50? The answer is yes, as long as you realize if it's a pre-market fakeout operation, they'll get above and run a lot higher. It's a high-risk trade with a potential for a big reward. High risk, high reward. That's the way it works. This is all before the open. Plenty of time to get settled in. Back to the chart. Opening print, 398.04, below 398.50. What do they do? Immediately run up to 398.50. They spike it. They spike everything. Or they come up short and leave you holding the bag. They're whippy, especially first thing in the morning. So essentially what they did is they ran up, they filled a gap from yesterday, just over 399 was the gap, and they immediately collapsed. The low made by 940 just a few minutes later was 396.21, which makes the range from the trade, if just painting by the numbers, meaning you enter at 398.50, in minutes they're handing you 23 S&P handles. Now, traders know, and they should know by now, you take profit along the way, and you can see here, as soon as the market opened, a few minutes later, we're already on the case. Nice trade on the SPY for those that took the short. 396.35 is some support. Traders need to have taken profit along the way, holding a trailer, quick drop. 396.35 is some support. The low, by 940, was 396.21, and they ripped it back up in the other direction. Now, just because I know a number is support doesn't mean I know they're going to rip it back in the other direction like that, so the deal is this. Once they hand you 20 or so S&P handles, you're taking profit along the way. It's a whopper of a trade any way you look at it. When they come back up, there's no chance you're going to let any portion of the remaining position go negative on you. That's just the way trading 101 works. It's how we treat it as a business. They were moving them in a hurry. And remember, in the spirit of rip your face off rallies, as big or small as they may be, they happen hard and fast. We had a nice trade on Square. We'll get back to that. Nice trade on Fiverr. We'll get back to that. And here's where you start to see the writing on the wall. 12 minutes into the trading day, inside the numbers, great day. Live room, great day. Shaping up to be know when to fold them kind of day. They ran right up to 402.50, which is the next spot of both importance and overhead resistance. If they get through, it's back to 405. So we kind of know the routine already. They get back to 402.50 and what? Resistance. They come back down. From this point forward, 400.50 is our pivot. Now we know 400 is slightly below that. That's also magnetic. Traders should recognize that. I'm giving you the numbers when the big fat round number is just underneath. It becomes somewhat of a zone. So at 950, we're saying 400.50 is the pivot. 
about 20 minutes later, they run down to run a test of the big fat round number and the pivot and do what? Bounce back in the other direction. Not easy to trade, but there were some traders that took a short at 402.50. I know that for a fact. And if they run down to the pivot, also a big fat round number, you have to be taking profit if you've been here for more than five minutes. Let's see what else we have. 10 o'clock. The schematic is as follows. The bulls need to start closing candles above 402.50 to make it happen. That would open the door for 405 and some other stuff. That didn't happen. So what happens if they can't get above? 400.50 or lower. Guess what? They did the or lower. By here, they hadn't really collapsed yet. So around halfway through the day, here's the ending schematic. Now, again, let me reiterate. When we had the type of blockbuster morning in the first 15-minute candle, you're not looking to get chopped up. And believe me when I tell you, by me not giving you more information after that type of morning is by design. I don't want you to get chopped up. So we know below the pivot, the door opens for 398.50. We saw that on the chart. And below 398.50 opens the door for the lows and lower. And they did the lower. They just never got to the ultimate, call it an intraday target, which would have been around 390. They came up a couple of bucks short. They'll likely do it tomorrow unless there's a miraculous rescue operation. So you saw the SPY stuff. Now let's circle the stocks on the move. We'll take a look at AstraZeneca. We'll take a look at Fiverr and Square. Gilead didn't do the thing. It was classified as a no trade, not hitting its specific number. We only want to trade at our numbers, not somebody else's. First one, AstraZeneca getting its haircut at the opening bell, 6134 was the number on the board, bright and early, around zero dark 30. Guess what happened? They did it in the last 10 minutes of the day, and they finished at 61.44. Tremendous 10-cent rip off the number. Nobody's buying this into the end of the day, but the takeaway is, you got it, the numbers work. About Square, closing price yesterday was $84.39. Haircut at the opening bell, Number identified, 78.75. They come into it in the first couple of minutes of the day. The actual low is 78.35. And then they did what? You got it. Rocket ride, rip them back up in the other direction. The high just minutes later happened to be 85.10. Yeah, 85.10. They gave you anything you wanted out of this trade. Jordan did great. Members in the live room did great. Not only with Square, but also with the SPY short. That was a fan favorite in the live room. And then there's Fiverr, another one of these real big buzz cuts at the open. Closing price, $40.84 yesterday. So I come up with two numbers. It's a zone. They're close together, 31.73 and 30.31. Now, they're not really that close together, but when you have a stock that's down as much as it was, around 25%, at those numbers, it's a zone. Half at the first, half at the second. Well, guess what? They opened below the first, so it doesn't exist. It's off the board. We then only look to the second number. And ironically enough, the second day in a row, what's the number? It's close enough to 30. We talked about 30 yesterday, 30 again today. And what happened? Minutes later, the stock's at a high of 33, 31. That's a 10% rip in minutes. Tremendous in the room. 
inside the numbers across the board. Tremendous morning in the first 15-minute candle of the day. Now you understand why it was shaping up rather quickly to be know-when-to-fold-em type of day. When you can make money in this market quickly, go about your business, believe me, you're winning. Other people are not doing that. There's a lot of pies in the face. There's a lot of chopping up going on across the markets. There's a lot of day trading accounts getting blown up. No two ways about it. Don't get chopped up. Don't get blown up. Follow along. Paint by the numbers. Follow the rules. The numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Big volume, big down day. They're also looking for a low. Everybody's looking for a low. I don't think they found it yet. I have a good idea of where that spot is in the IWM. I'm going to keep it in my back pocket for the time being. There's likely a trade coming out of that. Just to reiterate one more time, speaking of a trade coming out of that, again, just to make sure that everybody's on the same page with me, the lazy swing trader, we're waiting for the spot. I'm saving you money by not putting out trades before it's time. We're in one trade and it's doing fantastic. It was up one and a half percent today. We have the option, or at least I do, and it was up a whole lot more than one and a half percent. You have to pick your spots. You have to be ultra slash uber slash super smart in a market like this. Patience pays. Cues. All the same market, same routine. I have numbers in mind, back pocket. I gave you the SPY numbers, that's good enough. The folks down at the transportation department still flirting with a triple bottom. If they give up the triple bottom, it's all the same market, everything's going down. That's the reason it would be going down is because everything's going down. If it holds, it will be, again, an interesting canary in the coal mine. They have not made a new low yet where everything else has. So make no mistake about it, that's definitely a puzzle piece. It's on the table. XLF, all the same market. They're all going in the same direction at the same time. I have numbers in XLF. I gave you $31 as a spot. That's a pretty good spot. And then right below that is what? Yep, our magic 30 one more time. Smash Mouth will just stay on the weekly chart. It's a debacle du jour. Let's put it this way. Much below 215 on daily closes and then certainly weekly closes, there's a lot more on the downside. 215 is an important spot from where I sit. Might want to put that on a sticky note. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense. Market analysis.